You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yo 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we pour this libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we pour this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community testing, are bad. Testing, testing. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that uh, the weather will be accommodating for you to do it, but of course, if it is not, then it has to get done. It must be done. It will get done because you will get it done. That's right. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world, but if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that to drop down. You'll see African Perspectives. Click on that. And there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, if you want to use a shortcut, just go to whatever search engine you use, you know, Firefox, Google, you know, whatever. You can use Time for and Awakening. Put in the search, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net. And once again, programs that are dated and titled. And, of course, the number to call. Wait a minute. Let me go through this first. That's right. The programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening. We have this program. It's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as I stated. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And all times are going to get Eastern Times. I'm still not sure what programs we have. We need to call Brother Elliot. Uh, you know, because I mean, two programs I know is my program and um, his program. And this program is Friday from 8 until Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And on Sunday at 7 p.m., Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And once again, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. And uh, we buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba is getting ready to take a group of people. March 30th, this month, March 30th to April 9th to, I apologize, May 24th. May 24th to June 5th. I said, wait a minute. May 24th to June 5th, Ghana. And then July 20th to the 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to the 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th through the 23rd, Ghana. And then November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. April 1st through April 11th, 2024, 2025. April 1st to April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Remember, once again, brothers on the website, go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. You have the ability to invest. You have the ability to repatriate. Also to invest in the African center, the Pan-African community in Ghana. All the paperwork is right there. All the forms you may need. All it, Everything is right there. Africa for the Africans. If you want to see videos or previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Havashaw, Incorporated.org. They're having a um, organic fest Saturday, May, no, Saturday, June 24th, 
2023 from noon to 8 p.m. 477 Windsor Street in Atlanta at Organic Fest presented by HabashaIncorporated.org. And of course, you know, Habasha has been doing great work here at home. They have the Kashi Project in Ghana, which they launched back in October. And so they're just doing great things. Brothers and sisters, support HabashaIncorporated.org. Ledge, land for the environmental land for the environmental development of group economics. Let's get that right. Land for the environmental development of group economics. They have 12 projects in six different countries and they employ over 170 brothers and sisters with over 260 members. They become a member of the Ledge Group. Remember, Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics, which deals with this, which deals with the four areas of human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril. Give him a call because I'm quite sure he can put a package together for you that uh, will begin you on the road to optimum health without deadly prescription drugs and so forth. Give him a call at 770-765-7751. Smy Pharmacy. If you want to drop him an email, Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Brothers and sisters, the Moses West Foundation, they changed their website. Go to the MosesWestFoundation.org. Please read the information that's provided and why you should make a donation to the Moses West Foundation. MosesWestFoundation.org. All right, BB Atumi. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Abibiatumi.com, the first annual Black Power Conference or African Power Conference, as I would love to call it. And that's the first annual Abibiatumi Conference on African Power. Hereby convened for the purpose of mapping the strategies, tactics, techniques, and formation that lead to the effective and successful implementation of the once and for all solutions to the biggest problem on the planet Earth as it relates to our people. As such, we invite presenters able to provide insight on thought and practice in the following areas, included but not limited to education, military, institutional, economic, agricultural, technological, family, community, and nation. Conference venue is going to be Bibiatumi headquarters in Ghana told you, go there and you can see it for yourself. It's beautiful. Also, online via abibiatumi.com for more details. Email conference at bibiatumi.com All right. Ah, oh, yes. Okay, where am I at? When I go out of, when I go out of order, I become disorientated. <laughs> <laughs> what dot is healthy market and juice bar located here in Atlanta in the West End. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ralph David Abbott and Anthony across the street from the um, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonnas. What dot is, is a great place to go for healthy foods and smoothies and fruit drinks and 
and also too they have the herbs and all kinds of dry goods and they have um, vegan food on Saturday and Sunday Saturday and Sunday vegan dishes for your pleasure that's what Dada's healthy market and juice bar the med do books during the Greenbrier Mall uh, oh yes Mama Baina she's going to be at the Greenbrier Mall let me see I gotta, I'm going to make sure I go there uh, for Mama Mia she's going to be at the Greenbrier Mall and what date is that? Because she sent me the information. And so I want to make sure that I give it to you. She's going to be, here we go. Mama B, Mama Bayino Bello from Haiti. Warriors, let's create our circle of sincerity, serenity. Our circle of serenity. That is going to be this Saturday, this Friday, May 19th, this Friday, May 19th, and that's going to be at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, and it's going to be from 5 to 6.30, and of course she has the She Rose of the Haitian Revolution and a piece that she's did on Jean-Jacques Dessalines, who we all consider the real hero of the Haitian Revolution, Jean-Jacques Dessalines. Mamba Bayino Bello. Okay. Where else we at? Okay. That's going to be at the Medu Bookstore. Contact Mama Nia. 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. That is east of here off I-20. Exit 74. Go north. About a mile. And there will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. And Coffee Bar. Located on your left. Jump back in the ride and head back to the expressway to I-20 and get on I-20 East. And the next exit is exit 75. And that's Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Go three lights. Make a right. And on the left would be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. <clears throat> us lifting us. The economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Tomorrow night, Thursday night broadcast. Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from nine to ten, from nine to ten on BlogTalkRadio.com. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash us lifting us, and the number to call is nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. Brother and Sisters Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Brother Abija. Brother Abija's got it going on, I tell you. Man, I tell you, he's got it going on. <sighs> Located in Macon, Georgia. Brother, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some music right quick because I hear somebody at my door. <laughs> hear somebody at my door. I'll take a break. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
right? It's so good. Right on. Appreciate that. Had somebody at the door and package and people next door who have moved. My daughter's a good friend of mine, Brother Rodney. He made his transition and they're selling the place. And, and I'm just hoping that is somebody that I can identify with. You know what I mean? Exactly. Somebody of African origin. American, African, Ghanaian, whatever. Just don't hope it's, that's my new next door neighbor, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She. So we're going to continue with these announcements. And, of course, the next announcement coming up is Sun God is Sensitive One Stop Natural Shop located at 4140 in Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Contact my good sister, Shelly Amonset, at 404-434-7963, 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And, of course, Sanjay Dash Haiti. Brothers and sisters, this sister's doing great work and needs to be supported with the young children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. I'm giving you the, the, the website number, which is Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E, Sanjay, dash, Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org, Sanjay, dash, Haiti dot org. See for yourself the areas of education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship, all that's happening with Sanjay, dash, Haiti. The, <coughs> excuse me, the Varudis, they, they got a program coming up, of course, and school's about to end, you know, it's about to end, and so, um, where's that, here it is, and they have a um, program coming up on June 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd which is their ninth annual complementarity conference. African love is beautiful. Ashe, you know, for those who are single and co-parenting, all kinds of questions and answers from four to seven, from four to seven. And um, the cost is 35 a couple, 24 adults and 10 for teens. And of course, contact there. You can send that to either um, PayPal, which is yabrudy.com at PayPal, or Cash App, dollar sign, Y-Y-A-A, the letter M, then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. And of course, make sure you put complimentarity, your name, and of course, they send you the link so you can participate on June 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd. Akaban Institute. Akaban Institute, they have a summer program. Once again, they are offering a four-week online program starting June 19th, Juneteenth Day through July 14th. You know, Mama Yai has one-on-one sessions with dealing with language, art, and math, and basic math and pre-algebra tutoring Mondays, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 9 a.m. to 12, and then 1 p.m. to 4. Slots available in one-hour increments. Minimum one-hour sessions. Multiple-hour sessions available. Sessions must be scheduled in advance. 
Baba Broody is going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11, dealing with our history. And then from um, Chess from Tuesdays and Thursdays from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. That's the program they have ongoing. All right. <clears throat> the Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. The Inye Sesim. It's always on time. It's always pertinent. May 16th. In the face of cultural aggression of all sorts, in the face of all disintegrating factors of the outside world, the most efficient cultural weapon with which a people can arm itself is this feeling of historical continuity. The honorable Sheikh Andrew Jop, Dr. Sheikh Andrew Jop. Jop, you know, you heard me speak on Jop many times. He's, he is somebody in our history who should be most revered and honored. Oh, outstanding work. An awareness of our story is the umbilical cord to our own true selves. And the strength of this vital connection to our source and sanity is the dead is dependent on the depth and the dynamism of our understanding of our story. If we want to find our way back home, and indeed we must, if we are to gain and maintain an African sanity, we must not only know our history, but we must also live it, building the present into the future beyond the beneficial pattern of the past. Let me repeat that. We must also live it, building the present and into the future upon the beneficial pattern of our past. Living in this place, this dead, whitewashed cultural wasteland, we know this is a task most Africans could easily fail. For we ultimately know that this has an alien's anti-African cultural space, and we recognize innumerable crimes against the committed against our African minds. At the same time, we also know that to submit to this insanity is to tear the only umbilical cord we have to be who we naturally are. Any other lifeline is nothing more than electrified razor wire. Wow. Affirm, I have shielded myself within the security of African culture. Affirm, I have shielded myself within the security of African culture. May 17th. Religion is the deification of a people's culture. Religion is the deification of a people's culture. Dr. Joseph Ben Jokanan. Doc Ben. Boy, Dr. Shekhanter Diop followed by Doc Ben. Wow, that's powerful. We have been taught to see love and hate as oppositional. We find it extremely difficult to imagine loving humanity, but at the same time, hating those individuals who bring nothing but destruction and chaos to humanity. Europeans have made Jesus Christ a hero to us only because elevating this mentality as our personal political philosophy saves them, not us. Because those of us who claim Christianity's view Christ, Jesus Christ's ultimate sacrifice as a spiritual gift of possible salvation to those who despise him and because they use him as a model for their least, their verbal behavior. It places us in an in, in 
in a venial, <laughs> venial tech position, inevitable position, in an inevitable position. Okay, that's hard for me to say. Inevitable position of needing to sacrifice ourselves to save our destroyers. I hope you understand what I just said. It places us in this position of needing to sacrifice ourselves to save our destroyers. It places us in a psychological unsound, no-win situation. We are moved to place ourselves in harm's way, to betray those closest to us who would act against our enemies, those portraying our Christ, to forgive whatever is done to us as acts of those who just do not understand what they do and to operate suicidally in the presence of our enemies. We want to be Christ, attention-wise. We want to be the one glorified for the ultimate sacrifice. The biggest prize, the greatest fame would come from saving the bringers of chaos, these crackers, and destruction by allowing them to kill us in the name of Christ. We selfishly, selfishly give ourselves in the hope that our death will guide them to see their wrong and lead them to beg us for forgiveness. <laughs> this seemingly unselfish act would, of course, also guarantee our entry into their otherly worldly heaven. <laughs> Man. I'm going to tell you, I just, I just can't fathom a heaven where they're there and we're there. I like to I like to, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Green Pastures. Rex Ingram plays the Lord. You know. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Once again, go to YouTube. Green Pastures. Yeah. I believe nothing that would lead me to sacrifice, to sacrifice myself for my enemies. I believe in nothing that would lead me to sacrifice myself to no enemies. No. <laughs> Never. I sacrifice myself for us. I do it in a heartbeat. I told him once, I said, I give up everything for African liberation. I give it up. I give up everything for African liberation. Give up basketball, football, and the other activities. African liberation. Speaking of which, May 25th is African Liberation Day. That's next week, Thursday. And uh, for African Liberation Day, uh, we probably celebrated on that, on that uh, Wednesday, the day before, to talk about it. Maybe even talk about it again on Friday. In between the both of them. The theme for this year Imperialism and neocolonialism must be destroyed. Africans stand ready for the revolution. I say I agree. It must be destroyed. If you, I, some bunch of you guys are in the queue already, so if somebody wants to say something, hit start twice and let's go. Hit, you know what to do. Hit start. If you just want to listen, please do so. I appreciate that. But if you have something to say, you want to say something, hit start twice. African Liberation Day is celebrated each year around the world on May 25th. Commemorates, commemorations are off, off, often one or two day events. 
a symposium, international speakers, a marching rally. So it's all good. 443, 443, good afternoon. Or good morning still. Good morning, good morning African world. <laughs> <laughs> man, you got me, man, you got me, you got me, brother, brother Herb, brother, brother Herb I Lewis. Practicing, I was practicing my ocean. I was practicing my ocean. Okay. My father ocean. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, I'm trying to wake him up. I'm trying to wake him up. And, you know, I said, "Oh, brother, yeah. believe there's no time. To, there's no time to sleep." That's uh, this, right. This this liberation journey, this revolution that we're and this fight that we're in, believe me, Arugu is is twenty years down the road. Yeah, and we have to stay yeah. right there with him. He's this election is coming up. It's already the selection has already been done. There is no election. The selection has already been done. Arugu already knows who's going to win and who he wants to put in and how he wants to keep the things he has in the cooker cooking. Yeah. So we we and we are. Are waiting for, for them to give us the new, the new, uh, the new talking point, and we have to realize that there are no new talking points. Yeah. We the same thing you were fighting twenty years ago, you're still fighting today. Right. Same you know thing what, that you used to out. out but, go you, ahead. but you know what I see in terms of this this selection, you know, which is interesting because it's still the same two people from 2020, and 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 to me. Uh, but there's no there's no other choice or choices. I mean, of course there is, but they haven't come to the fore, nor seems like they will not come to the fore. So it's going to be Biden and Trump again, of which Biden will kick Trump's ass again, even more so because all of the things that Trump is uh, up against, all the evil things that he's done, you know. In fact, it still may not happen because who knows what uh, eventual, eventual thing that might bring him to his downfall or prevent him from running again. Uh, maybe Fannie Willis here in Georgia because he is clearly uh, stating, I need to find 11,000 some, some votes. You can't, you know. And then all the other stuff, the, you know, the Mar-a-Lago with the uh, papers and everything like that. I don't know. But then again, there used to be this Caucasian... Uh, what was the name? The Teflon Don. You know, that stuff didn't stick to him. Eventually it did, and he died in prison. You know, but there's cats that have been getting away with stuff for decades. Decades. But let's see what happens. But if... Well, uh, go ahead. Baboji, let me say this. The Teflon Don was dead long long before he died in prison. He had, he was just a, He was just a shell walking around being used by an evil spirit. Uh, he had, he had, he gave his life to to the evilness long time when, when he true. first when he killed his first person in his psychopathic mind that he lived in because he was a psychopath. Right on. And this and this and, and this and this uh, guy that's running uh, against Biden, he's a psychopath, also a narcissist, and you can call him a whole lot of things. Right. And 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 Biden can be called pretty much the same thing because you have to have a a certain type of ego to believe that you can. Um, run for president and, and still have a normal life because life is not normal once you yes. have the re- you're responsible for the entire country supposedly. But um, about the Bible, Oshie, I believe the, the guy in Florida may mess around and run for president and, instead of Trump because Trump they're trying to keep Trump from running legally. But 
if if it takes them putting this racist in office for black people to eventually to, to to wake up and come together cohesively, then damn it, put him in office. I would because agree with he, that. He, because he's signing bills to stop, to, to get rid of books, to get rid of black history. Now, all of a sudden, black people are, are waking up and saying, oh, my gosh, you can't uh, get rid of black history. We, we, we weren't uh, immigrants. We, was, we were enslaved. You can't. He can't do it. And now he's doing it. So what you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you awake now? Do I have your attention? Do you understand you're in a war now? Just because you have a car and, and, a, and a, a beautiful wife and a side chick and a big old house. So you made it. I made it. I did good. I got mine. You got yours to get. Now, none right. of us have anything. Right. Now we're all, hey, none of Herb. us can go to Macy's. None of us can read about our history. So yeah. now, are we together now? Are we going to hey, walk in lockstep? Hold on, hold on, Jay. I can't hear you, my brother. What did you say? Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Go, are, you, are, you, are you done, Brother Herb? You done? Wait a minute. One, one, one more point. Okay, go ahead. One more point. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are coming together. And if it takes them to, if it takes them to, to, to shock us into it, then we will be shocked into it. And also, the, the 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 media. I don't mean to switch stations, but the media gives you tells you what to see and what to do. In other words, you 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 turn on your your phone in the morning to see what happened. No, you turn on your phone in the morning to get your marching instructions. You turn on your phone in the morning to see what you're going to talk about today. I don't need to turn on my phone to see what I'm going to talk about. When I look in the mirror or, or the mirror that, that the oppressor gave us, all I see is a portrait. I don't see a reflection because I don't see me. I see what what the what the Arugu wants me to see. He wants me to see nappy head, ugly lips, and yeah. Real dark, dark skin. That's what he wants me to see. So I see a portrait. In other words, he t- Arugu tells you what to see, what to say, what to do, what to wear, and what to eat. Yeah. So he tells you who you are. Total dictation. And we need knowledge of self. And Brother Oshi, when you say that revolutionary thought every day, it pumps me up. It yeah. fills my tanks up. It gets me energized. And and and, and I say me because. When I say this to you, I say this to everybody I see today. And I will see a lot of people because I will go to the bowling alley and I will go to the, the gym and I will go uh, numerous places. But I will also read. But, but, but before I read, I heard that revolutionary thought. And I'm telling you, Baba Oshi, it makes a difference. It, it does. gets me going. And, and I does. love that. I love it too. And I'm, and I'm ready. And, and look, the fight has not stopped. It won't end. It's, the fight is today. The fight was yesterday. And the fight will be tomorrow. And we're going to win, my brother. I, I turn to Martin Luther King when I start talking. But we're going to win. <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm in no way tired. But no, we're, we're, this is this is a fight, and you gotta add some levity to this. And and because if you don't, it'll drop. It'll send you. It'll put you in a place where the first white person you see, you'll smack the hell out of them. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you have to laugh. Be able to laugh at yourself, but stay focused and keep your eye. On the prize. On the prize. I say. Amen. I say. Hold okay. on. Brother Jay, go ahead. Six, six, four, six. Hey, Jay. Hey, hey, Brother Herb, as always, it's an honor to hear you. But listen, I got to disagree with you. I okay. got to disagree with you, Herb, okay. in this sense. It's going to be the Baba Louie that's going to deal with his Santas. 
DeSantis, whatever that 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 midget name is. It's gonna be the Baba Louie. They already setting it up and putting it in the play. They talking about the truckers not making no deliveries or picking nothing up in Florida. Imagine, imagine if they decide to do that. Here it is. I just want to let you know the prices on your oranges and other major fruits in Florida is about to skyrocket because they ain't got nobody to pick the crops. And you know black folks ain't going to pick no crops. The reality is this. These white folks are playing the game of survival at all costs. And unfortunately, we as a people are in no position, honestly, to take care of ourselves. I mean, check this out. Just think about this, Herb and O.C. In Harlem, which is supposed to be the mecca of black America, or was, I don't know what it is now, there are 73 black-owned businesses, and not near one of them have 25 full-time employees. Think about what I just said to you. Think about what I just said to you. Think about that. Now, here it is. That's supposed to be the mecca. That's supposed to be where everything based from culture to whatever is supposed to begin for black folks. Look, man, we in trouble. We in trouble, and we better figure out quick how we going to be able as a people to get it on and on. Because you're going to set yourself up to where as that Latino going to be your new goddamn slave master. It's happening. Think about it. That's why we got to come together as small groups and build and sustain ourselves that are going to stay here. And those that are going to leave, get the hell out of here. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, my brother. Yeah, Brother Jay. Yeah, I'm going to talk today. In fact, let me. Mama Nabantu, are you there? Good, good morning, Mama Nabantu. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. I was calling about, uh, we have um, a program this weekend, correct? This Saturday? I'm sorry, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. What did you say about a program this weekend? We have a program this weekend. Is that you're not... talking about the Malcolm X grass? Right, the Malcolm X Malcolm grassroots, X. right. And, Festival, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, May 25th is African Liberation Day. So, Right. But, but we're going to focus in, of course, we're going to talk about uh, Malcolm on Friday, which is the day of his birth this Friday. But the program mm-hmm. is a Saturday. And I know that we also going to uh, celebrate African Liberation Day, and but the program on Saturday. Where is that going to be on Saturday, next this Saturday? Was it Malcolm X? Yes. Um, the same place they always have it at the park. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay, at the park. Yeah. yeah. The park in the West End, family. It's the park in the West End. It's uh, off of, it's north of Ralph David Abernathy, about two blocks. Yep. So I look forward to, I look forward to being there. And in fact, uh, you've given me a task to say a few words on behalf of the Pan-African Federalist Movement, which I'm honored to do so at the, uh, at the event. Okay. I appreciate so that. So you, you, you got the notice uh, about announcing who you are when you get there, and then they're going to call your name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he good. said, make sure you're in earshot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can hear them be wandering all around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you, I can't move and you only have quick. and you only have two minutes, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't that's start true. stuttering this shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. We All hope right. to see you. Then. All right, Mama right. Bantu. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So that's this Saturday. Um, like I said, this Friday we're going to talk about Malcolm's birthday, and of course the celebration here in Atlanta is on Saturday at the park. And, of course, um, once again, I'm going to put emphasis on African Liberation Day because, to me, the biggest celebration that we, more so than Juneteenth Day, and I know we have done a lot of things around Juneteenth Day, you know, but I've always looked and viewed Juneteenth Day as uh, them Caucasians getting two and a half more years of labor out of us. You know, there ain't nothing to celebrate. I mean, I understand the celebration, finally, that we are all... um, symbolically freed you know but the bottom line is it ain't that it ain't it ain't here it's african liberation day and that's uh, and i'll give you the good history on that when kwame and crewman all the others started it and it was not just about africa itself it was about african people african diasporans africans on the kind of african liberation day you know and uh, in fact, I'm going to play a little bit of Arcana, Mama Arcana, Dr. Arcana Jen, uh, Jambori. And I love this sister. Of course, I know that many of us do uh, because of her spirit. And, and there's a little bit of history in this one. You know, I haven't played any Mama Arcana in, in, in a while. So I'm going to play a little bit of history. You know, that she, uh, let me first, let me get uh, Brother Paul. Brother Paul, Brother Paul, good afternoon, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening from where you are, Brother Paul. Can you hear me? I sure can, dear friend. I can hear you very great, clearly. Great, great. Well, how are you, Baba Ochi? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, good to hear you, good to hear all the callers, and but you know, I, I know you want to play something, I'm just going to make it brief. Um, Baba Ochi, um, you know, my my um I'm always trying to push out and uh, push our people forward. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, this my, is true. My, my 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 um wish for you is that uh that you be the international ambassador and that's what I'm pushing for. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean it. You know, because you're so you know, Baba Ochi, I want the people to know this, yeah. I, I invited you to talk on a local radio station. Yes on this, this yes. side of the pond. Yes. And Baba Ochi, and I've I'm done it three times. You, I've, done you, it three, you, I've done it three times. You just took it, it so... I appreciate it. You just took it so naturally. You just... Baba Ochi, man, you you didn't... There's no... 
everything you say, you were so confident. You know, you, you were just like you was talking to your family. That's how you approached it, yes. Baba Ochi. Yes. And I, and, I, and I want you to know this. I, I want to make sure you understand this. I know 100 million percent. We all can't do that. We all can't do it because a lot of us, majority of us, are frightened of one another. We are. It doesn't matter what they say. If I said to one of the, you know, I'm not going to say no names, but if I say, come and speak on our internet, they'll give me a whole heap of excuses. They'll tell me this and that. And in the end, the reality of it is they're frightened. That's what it mm. is. Mm. So I'm just saying to you, Baba Ochi, you got a special talent and a special gift. Don't you, ever brother. forget that. Thank you, Brother Paul. Really? I appreciate because it, brother. I really do. And we need more like you because too many of us are frightened of each other. We're too indoctrinated by our adversaries so that we become fearful. And we can't we can't afford to be fearful in this battle. No. None of us. And any one of us who are fearful in this battle is not ready for what's coming down the pipeline. Seriously. That's right. I agree. I agree. I thank you, my Absolutely. dear brother. So I'm going to give you guys just hold. Uh, I'm going to play some um, and then after the I'll tell you what after this presentation by Dr. Arcana um, yeah then we're going to go to a break so we're going to play this that'll be that'll be appropriate there was civilization they set out to destroy us and Berlin Conference put the nail on that coffin. So they gave Djibouti the same sovereignty as the United States. They gave Burundi the same sovereignty as China. They gave Togo. You see, the EU realizes individual little countries, they can survive on the world stage. So they come together as the European Union. Now picture this now. So they cut up this Africa into the tiny little countries, small economies that could never survive on their own, but give them the same, same sovereignty as the big boys. So that way, when the little bitty countries go to the world stage for the purposes of development and discussing trade, they're wannabe boxers who are being thrown into the heavyweight boxing ring every day. How do you put China in the same boxing ring with Iswatini? Iswatini has 1.2 million people. China has 1.4 billion people. And you put them on the same stage and say, go at it, negotiate. Are you with me? Yes. This is insanity of the highest order. How have we allowed this carnage to go on? When Iswatini is thrown in the same boxing ring with China and Iswatini is collapses before Iswatini even gets on the stage, the world says, well, Iswatini, what's wrong with you? Why can't you take care of your people? Well, China came in and said, Iswatini, give me all your gold or else. And if Iswatini does not agree, they just go on next door to Lesotho and give Lesotho an extra dollar. And if Lesotho doesn't take it, they just jump on to Togo, Central African Republic. It was all by design, 1884. They did something. 
something else in addition to chopping us up. They also set out to make the African believe that everything African was bad and undesirable and everything Western, particularly French and British, was more desirable. We call that the legacy of colonization. Prior to that, they had started long working on the slaves. Make them think everything about them, forget anything about Africa. Where you come from is a horrible place, diseased and dying people, constantly at war with themselves, uncivilized. Cut out any communications with them. You need to just know what we tell you. And we call that the legacy of slavery. So that's way you look at where we are today. 135 years later, a system that was put in place to see to it that Africa and her children are forever defeated, that Africa is forever exploited, remains in place today, alive and well. And we sit here and we ask ourselves, why isn't Africa moving forward? Why does Africa continue to be taken advantage of? Well, I'll tell you why, very simply. Until Africa comes together as a continent speaking with one voice, one continent, one people, nothing, and I repeat, nothing is going to change. As individual little African countries, we are wannabe boxers. We will never make it fighting against the heavyweights. We must speak with one voice. Yeah. And this is exactly... exactly what our Pan-African leaders wanted to see happen in 1963 when they came together in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. They clearly stated that Africa for the Africans at home and abroad and that African Union was now. They said Africa must speak with one voice. It is the only way for Africa to take its rightful place on the world stage. Sadly, when they went to Addis Ababa in 1963, they were divided. We had two factions, the Casablanca group and the Monrovia group. The Casablanca group were saying Africa for the Africans at home and abroad and African Union now. This was Ghana, Guinea, Mali, Egypt, Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia. Only seven. The other 25 of the 32 who attended were the Monrovia group. They were the nationalists. They said, let's go slow. Let's kind of wait on this Pan-African thing. 55 years later, 56 this year, we're still going slow. As if it wasn't bad enough that we were divided up into the tiny little countries that we are today. The gift that Berlin Conference gave us. One other thing that France did between 1958 and 1961, in the name of giving us our independence as African countries. France forced the Francophone, and I hate that terminology. There is no such thing as Francophone, Anglophone. They made it up. But for the purposes of communication, I will use that. 14 of those countries, they said, in order for you to get your independence from us, you must sign this document. You thought they could have found a better name for the document. The document was called the Pact for the Continuation 
I repeat, the pact for the continuation of colonization. We are talking about giving you independence, but sign this pact for the continuation of colonization in a different format. And I'm going to highlight some of those issues that they said you must agree to if you are going to be independent. Hello. Maybe we need to redefine the meaning of independence for the French. You see, you monkeys, you don't know how to manage your money. We're going to demand that you deposit 85% of your bank reserves with the French Minister of Finance. Under, rather, under the French Central Bank, under the control of the French Minister of Finance. France is then going to take your 85% bank deposits from each and every one of you. Deposit those funds in the French stock market under the French name. And you may or may not know the returns. Today, as we speak, the latest figures are saying for every 14 billion that France invests in the stock market from Africa, they are, they are realizing upwards of 300 billion in return. Every year, year in, year out, because of these deposits from the African countries, France is taking out of Africa over 500 billion dollars. Now figure it out. For every 14 billion, the returns on the investment are over 300 billion, and they are taking over 500 billion. So in actuality, France is taking out of Africa trillions of dollars year in and year out from us poor people, Africans. Back to the pact. So should you want to access some of your money that you have deposited with France, you have to submit your country's financial returns. And if approved, you get to get it as a loan. You can only access up to 20% of your money year in, year out. As a loan at commercial interest rates. Your own money. As if that was not enough. They said all your minerals discovered, yet to be discovered, all your oil discovered, yet to be discovered, France and French companies have the first right of refusal. If there's anything left over that the French companies do not want, your people might have. To this day. They said you will only use a currency that we created for you because you're special Africans. We call it the SEFA. There was the Central African SEFA and the Western African SEFA, same animal. And that France is the only one that can print it for you. 1958, fast forward, they're still printing it for us. And if you start misbehaving, they just stop printing your money. And your country's in trouble. <laughs> They also said your language of instruction shall be French, whether you like it or not. That France will have military presence in your country. That your military can only be trained by France. That you can only buy military equipment from France. That you cannot have any military alliance with your neighbor. And that in the event of war, your allegiance is only to France. And furthermore, 
because they have military presence in your country, they can invade you without notice should they feel that the interests of France in your country are being violated. Fast forward, 2019, nothing has changed. The same people who have the audacity to tell us that we are poor countries, they are taking trillions out of Africa every year. And what is the African doing? Like an obedient, programmed black man, we just give in. We know the facts, but we just do nothing about it. Now, you have to say some of the fears are real, because in France that has sold you inferior equipment to theirs, France that has trained your military to be inferior to their, to their military, they are now in your country. They can invade you. They have the permission to do so. They can destabilize you. And then one might say, why is it that African leaders haven't done anything about this deplorable situation? Well, let me tell you, my brother and sister, they have tried. Documented to this day, 22 coups where leaders were assassinated. France had something to do with it. The first seven... When they decided they were pulling out of the CFA and that they were going to print their own money, they were assassinated. Every time an African leader has tried to do what's best for their country, they were assassinated. Majority of them aided by France. It's a known fact. And then others, they were just mercenaries who felt that when there was a, a natural resource discovered in one country, they wanted to create a coup. So while the country is thrown into a civil war, they're siphoning the natural resource. We know of one particular story that had we not known about it, it would have been, oh, there we go again, the Africans. In uh, about 25 uh, years ago, a group of young, rich, white kids were having fun in Cape Town. They found out that there was oil in Equatorial Guinea that just been discovered, and they wanted it. So they set out a plan to have a coup in Equatorial Guinea. So while the Guineans are busy fighting a civil war, they will be siphoning the oil. But they made one mistake. There were two planes. One was to leave South Africa, stop in Zimbabwe, pick up more ammunition on their way to hunt in Equatorial Guinea. Another plane was taking off in the Caribbean that had this puppet diaspora who was supposed to be the next president. Mugabe wondered why such young people needed such powerful ammunition to go hunt in Equatorial Guinea. In doing his research further, he found out that this was a coup in the making. He allowed them to land in Zimbabwe. They loaded their plane, and just before takeoff, they were all arrested. The ringleader of that group was none other than the son of the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Margaret Thatcher. She had to fly to Zimbabwe and paid handsomely to get her son out. The last one of those prisoners left Zimbabwe about six, seven years ago. Had these young people succeeded, it would have been another coup. There you go, the Africans again. 
such, my brothers and sisters, is the story of your Africa. They don't do coups anymore. They simply create instability. So when you hear of an instability in an African country, ask yourself, what is really going on? Because what they are telling you is really going on is just a shiny object. The real issue is over here. And you need to stop before you start being used as an instrument of your own self-destruction. Dr. Ikena, Shijambori, outstanding. I'm going to play another piece after we come back from this break. And, uh, man. And then we'll discuss it. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, our time for an awakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. All right. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. I tell you, change makes you want to hustle. Yeah. Sister, I can't. We're going to play another piece from her. Um, beautiful sister, I know that you would agree. And uh, I would love to have her on this program one day. I know a good sister in Milwaukee who's um, Congresswoman Gwensmore, legislative assistant, sister Esmira H. She has contact with her. And um be great that that could happen. But, you know, um, to me, she articulates our situation so well that other organizations, and I was kind of upset by other organizations having things going on at the same time because of the conflict that it creates. And that's why we need, you know, we need unity, family. I know you know that. And she says that. Here's a piece that she did for Al Sharpton. That's right. The National Action Network. Not sure when it was, but um, once again, she discusses the issue of, um, you know, our lack of unity. And, of course, the main thing is the Berlin Conference, uh, that we're still under that. It's like she said. Those organi- those countries, that France, and I, I, that's why I, I can't stand France. I can't stand England. I can't stand Europeans. Period. I don't hate anybody. Please believe me, I don't. But let me tell you what I do hate. I hate a system that has been created that gave Caucasian a superior attitude and position with everybody else at a lower position with us as African people at the lowest position. I hate that. I hate it with a passion. I hate the fact that it has caused a deep inability for us to come together. It has caused us not to be able to think outside of the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed us in. I hate it. Brothers and sisters, this is Dr. Arcana. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> All right. My name is Arikana Chiumbori. I was born in Zimbabwe, some little village called Chivu. Came to this country to go to college on the first degree in general chemistry and a master's in organic chemistry, went on to medical school. Uh, then did a residency in general surgery and family medicine, practiced medicine for 25 years until one night. Around 3 a.m., a phone call comes in and says, uh, Doc, the African Union ambassador to the United States has resigned. She was going to be running for president of her country and that we would want you to be the next African Union ambassador to the United States. Now, keep in mind, I am a scientist through and through. So who in their right mind would want me to become an ambassador in Washington. I thought that was a joke and it was laughable. Well, I fought it for about six months, but because being an African, after a while I had to listen to my elders. 
So I figured, okay, if you think you're putting a joke on me, the joke is on you, because I'm going to go only go to Washington for six months, and then I'll come back. And I'll tell my elders that I tried, but I couldn't do it. But something happened during the first four to five months. And mind you, I'm staying in a hotel because I knew I wasn't going to get into a contract renting or buying that I wasn't going to last. <laughs> but what was very disturbing was the disrespect that was so blatant. I would be sitting in meetings initially because, you know, as a doctor, you're always a doctor no matter where you are. And I thought it was really quite humorous sitting with all these big diplomats and here I am a medical doctor and I'm supposed to be useful. I'm busy diagnosing them, you know, you got a thyroid condition, you are bipolar and I got a pill for you. <laughs> I'm not really paying, paying attention to the deliberations because I don't think politicians accomplish much anyway. So, <laughs> so it was more important to diagnose them and their medical conditions. But every now and then somebody will say something and I'm like, wait just a minute, did they just say that? You know? And one particular event, there was a whole team of African ministers and one particular leader of a particular department in Washington started raising their voice and screaming and yelling at them, you Africans, you will never speak with one voice. This document over here is going to be a piece of paper 20 years from now. I said, okay. So we got all the ministers here. Somebody say something. It wasn't my show. I was like third. You know how you sit, you got your team leader, and then according to rank, I was number three. So clearly I wasn't supposed to speak. I waited for those who were supposed to speak to speak. They did not. More and more of those situations became apparent to me. And I remember five months into my stay in Washington, I called home and I said, well, you know what, guys, I'm going to hang around a little bit longer. <laughs> there were a few, you know what, that needed a good kicking. <laughs> and that I was going to hang around until they run me out of Dodge, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> the disrespect... It's not just for the Africans on the continent. The disrespect is for black people around the world. The abuse is not just for Africans on the continent. The abuse is for black people wherever you find us. I'm going to share with you some basic facts. You see, our story is a simple one. Our story is of truth and facts which are two constants that do not change. And all we need to do is give the world an overdose of our truth. And insist on it. As we speak today, I'm going to take you back centuries, long before the children of Africa were taken out of Africa as slaves. There was some serious resistance when the occupiers from the West came to Africa, contrary to what some might think. They didn't just give up their children, but the fighting began long before slavery. 
And the resistance was those who led them, the majority of them, their heads as we speak today are sitting in jars in Europe. Are you aware of that? Our leaders, our ancestors who fought the wars of resistance, their heads, their remains are sitting in jars throughout Europe. And the same people have the audacity to come to Africa and talk to us about human rights. But what's even more disturbing <clears throat> is that we entertain them and we don't remind them of these skeletons in their closet. As we speak today, the priceless artifacts that they store from all over Africa are sitting in their museums throughout Europe. And when you and I, when we visit Europe, we pay to see what belongs to us. Evidence of theft, evidence of murder in display, on display, in plain sight. As we speak today, black people are listed as three-fifths of a human being in the U.S. Constitution. As we speak today, the redlining continues. As we speak today, African countries are being made to pay ridiculous interest rates on loans that they should not be paying for. As we speak today, reparations are due. Everybody else has been given reparations, expect us. The question then becomes, what is wrong with this picture? Why aren't you and I standing up and demanding that what is right must be done? I can tell you why. Because no other race would stand for a minute what is being done to us. How long do you think a finger of a British soldier last in Zimbabwe? How long do you think a thumb of a German soldier last in Namibia? Not even a minute. They would storm in, kill hundreds if not thousands of people just to recover that one finger. Why is it that we are unable to come together and speak our truth and demand that what needs to be done must be done? It's because they defeated us where it matters the most, which is the mind. It started with the missionaries in Africa long before slavery. They were sent by the Roman Catholic Church to subdue the Africans, 
Make them believe that when you get slapped, turn the other cheek and that your riches are in heaven. So by the time they followed with the colonizers to reap and rape Africa, we were already brainwashed. We were meant to believe everything African was bad and undesirable and everything European was better. And the same brainwashing continued as our children were taken out of Africa enslaved. It continued on the plantations, color gradations, light-skinned versus dark-skinned, field workers versus kitchen workers. To this day, we suffer from the legacy of slavery and the legacy of colonization. For how long are we going to continue to suffer from this affliction? For it is singularly the reason why we are not able to come together just like other races and nationalities have done. This melting pot that is the United States of America. When you ask for the voices of the Irish Americans loud and clear, Jewish Americans loud and clear, German Americans, Italian Americans, Chinese Americans, Indian Americans, their voices are loud and clear. But when you ask for the voices of us black people, you might as well go to the graveyard because we are missing in action. We were taught, we were brainwashed into not even loving ourselves as individuals, let alone each other. We were taught not to trust one another. We were taught not to believe that my brother can, my sister can, but somebody else who doesn't look like you and I is better. The question I have for all of you, just close your eyes and think about your children, your grandchildren. Is this the world you want to leave behind for them? If the answer is no, then you need to have a serious conversation with the image in the mirror. Because it is the image in the mirror that must change. It is the image in the mirror that must understand that you are sick from this affliction of the legacy of slavery. You are not sick at home. You are not sick in the doctor's waiting room. You are not sick in the hospital ward. You are sick in the intensive care. How long are we going to continue to support other people's agendas? Those who stood up to fight during the civil rights movement, during the Pan-African days in Africa, civil rights in the United States, they were all silenced. We are emerging out of a period of 20 to 30 years where just nothing is going on. We are all fast asleep. When are we going to wake up? Reverend Al Sharpton is saying, the time to wake up is now. (laughs) 
reparations now. We know all the companies that benefited from slavery. We have their name. We have the list. They must pay. As we speak, many have pledged their contributions. Guess what's going to happen, my brothers and sisters? Because we are not organized, we will never realize those funds. And they will hide behind, oh, they are disorganized. They don't know what they are doing. I am now going to be asking Reverend Al Shopton to lead us as we demand those reparations. We need to register a global Pan-African fund that can make sure that we have development in black communities where it belongs. Those funds must be organized. Those funds must be paid for reparations for black people now. No more shall we continue to be abused. No more shall they continue to exploit our Africa. What is in Africa is our birthright and we are going home to take it. No more shall we be told Africa is a diseased and dying continent because they are going to Africa in droves and telling you to not go there. So this moment is calling for unity of purpose. And before I leave this platform, I'm going to ask all of you to take a moment. If you love your children, if you love your grandchildren and their future, to have a serious conversation with image in the mirror. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. I thank you. Ashe. No justice, no peace. <sighs> yeah. Sister Arcana Chihambori. Dr. Arcana Chihambori. Uh, love her, man. Like I said, I would love to have her on the, on the program as a guest. Try to make that happen. And I'll continue to do that. Probably as... as she is probably the one, number one person I would love to have on the program, but there's so many others, so many others. And a lot of times I'm just keeping it real. I don't put enough energy into making that happen. But what I do is try my best to be here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and to share with you information that you can use to liberate your mind. 443, good afternoon. 443, good afternoon. Baba Oshi, this is Brother Irvin again. I'm yes, sorry to no, take man. up so much time. Brother, when, when you play this sister, this, this, when, when I hear people speak the way she speaks, and it gives, it gives me hope. And, and, I, and hope is, 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 is not just something that Obama claimed to have or claimed to give you. I don't need Obama to tell me I have hope because I already know that uh, we have already won. But when she speaks, the truth that she speaks is so, it, what she's saying is so simple to see. Yes, it is. You don't have to go, it you don't is. have to read a book. You don't have to no. go to the library. All those things that she's saying, a fifth grader could understand what she's saying. You cannot have a country of people that you have purposely split up 
then you give one more than the other, and then you give them guns to settle it. And while they're fighting, we're sucking all the oil and diamonds and gold and, 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 and coltan and whatever they can find out of the country. Right. So she is she is so – and you will get her on. I've I, I already spoken in existence. You okay. will get her on. I say. Even if it, yeah, yeah, come on now. Even if it's uh, it, not in person – you know, of course, it, it'll be she'll be on the other end, end of the line, and she will she will say exactly what she's what she's saying because her message can be said a million times, and I never get tired of hearing it. Right? Because right. I was just in Senegal. They're speaking French. They send their cashews to France. France sells the cashews back to them. She said, "We're going to museums to see the pay to see things that were stolen from our country." And you have an Africa, you have a first generation African in this country that sees that and and overlooks it, hmm. and overlooks it. And I yeah. and, and his because their mind has been colonized just like my mind. I'm not any right. better. I look at the things I have and I go, man, well, our show's got it good. <laughs> but then, what, but when I when I when I wake up and take a really good look, because see, I lived in California for ten years in the industry. In, in entertainment industry, and oh, she there are people in California living in houses that resemble a hotel. Mm. I said, what do you need with with thirteen bedrooms? Mm. Because I can, because I have more money than I will ever spend, and I manipulate people with the money because the the, the love of money. And I look at these people; they they just. In this country, I, what I've and I've seen this with my own eyes. Why do you have fourteen cars? But I don't say this because the, the the reasoning here is, well, I work for it and I deserve it. But yet you walk past people every day, stepping over people in the street because fifty mm-hmm. percent of all the homeless people live in in the state of California. In this country, they live in the state of California because Cal, especially in the South Bay, because you can live in a bus stop. It's, yeah. it's 70 degrees all right. the time. Exactly. Come on now. In fact, yeah, if, I was now. Homeless, and, and, if I was homeless and I was living in Milwaukee, I would find my way to California. If I was homeless quickly. living in the Midwest, I'd find my way to California. And in fact, if <laughs> yeah. I was homeless even in the Southeast, damn, this place, here in no, Atlanta, hell yeah. I would find my way yeah. to California. I've been there. I've seen Skid Row. I mean, it's deplorable. It's degrading. It's sad. And understand this, as you know, most of the people <laughs> who are in that situation is us. Even though That's Latinos right. are predominant, Hispanics, Latinos, whatever, they're more predominant. In fact, they they took over, they took over Compton. They kicked the yeah. brothers and sisters out. That's like, I mean, that's, that's why I keep saying, uh, Brother Earth, we have no friends. There is no black-brown right. alliance. We no. have no friends. It's us as Africans, and that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. We keep trying to latch our wagon on to everybody else's wagon. I mean, when they when the, the Asian had a fight with a woman trying to sell her some hair that was overpriced, and she smacked the Asian, and they came out with an executive order to protect the Asians. Right. But when they come out with something for the black people, it's for minorities. Why can't you say white people can't even say the word black? I heard a white lady, a black lady on the radio say, if we put just for blacks, the bill will never pass. I said, what? But you can put a bill that says just for 
Jewish synagogues. You can say a bill just for Asians. You can say a bill just for Hispanics. But if you say a bill that's just for American Africans, it's not going to happen. It's not going to, I don't care if you got Jeffries in there or whoever else, it's not going to happen. Al Sharpton, if you look at Martin Luther King, when he marched, he locked arms on the front row with uh, rabbis and any other white person he could do because he, he believed in integration. But now we've gotten to the point where integration, black people have not only lost their minds, they've lost their they lost everything in them so that they can mesh into someone else and become something else that they have. We don't even recognize some black people when they start talking. Who are you? You you, you have no history. Oh, well, you know, we came over on Plymouth Rock. We, we were way before Plymouth Rock. But when you don't know your history, Oshi, when it's something, I put a bag in the refrigerator and I put my name on it and say, don't open this bag. When you come to my house and look at my refrigerator, you look at that bag and say, don't open it. First thing you're going to do is open that bag. <laughs> right. It's the same way with history. Don't, y'all can't learn y'all history. The first thing these children should be doing in anyone that is, that is of African descent is trying your best to read as much history as you can. Mm. Read, read what they wrote. Read what we wrote. Read what, read what our ancestors wrote. Because our ancestors were smart enough to put it in stone. You put it in stone. You can't burn it. You, you can't erase it. It's in stone. And then they built, they built objects so that we could remember. That's how intelligent these people were. And they still don't know how they built the pyramids. Come on now. You can get to the moon. You can, you can fly people up into space. But you can't tell me how this pyramid was made. You can't definitively tell me how a pyramid was made without a crane, mm-hmm. without a, a gas-powered... Uh, the way they build these things now. So, oh, see, this lady that just came on, I can listen to her. Yes. But more than listen to her, she's a call to action. She don't give a damn if I'm these. And like I said earlier, I don't give if Rubio or Trump or Biden. I don't care who it is. We as a people have to move forward so that we don't become extinct mm-hmm. because they're trying to kill us. That's right. And if we don't see that... The objective is to kill, just extinguish the black man. If we got to make him into a homosexual, if we got to make him into a lesbian, if we got to make him into a, a homeless person, whatever. But we're going to get rid of you. You are not going to be any type of power that moves us to do anything. I don't care how many of y'all is, is in Africa. But that's not happening right. because Africans have woken. Right. They have awakened. They have awakened. We we awake. We awoke long time ago. We woke up long time ago, and we don't have to tell you what we're going to do because you'll see it. You're seeing it now. That's why you're scrambling. That's why we can't read history books. That's because they're scrambling because they they're feeling something. Yeah. And what that is, that's the African. That's the African spirit waking up. Yeah, you know what's interesting? You mentioned. Um... Ron DeSantis, well, not you mentioned in a roundabout way. Ron yeah. DeSantis, governor right. of of, of uh, Florida, Florida, and 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 what he did in terms of nixing African history, you can't teach it. But yet, just recently, he talked about teaching Asian history. We're we're going to teach Asian right. history. <laughs> no, not not American African history or Black history. No, no, that's uh-huh. that's that's not allowed. You know, that's not allowed. Oh, 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 oh think about it, Oshie. 
they, we asked for reparations. That's money owed to us for work our ancestors did. But when they passed that DACA bill, you know when the Hispanics snuck in through the hole in the fence and managed right. to stay here for 20 years and then had children, all their children can go to school or something to that effect. They right. get something right. out of a pot they never put in. Right. Because if you're illegal, you don't pay taxes, I think. I don't think you pay taxes without a Social Security card. But you still, when you buy something, you pay taxes. Right. But my point is, they uh, looked out for these people. Mm-hmm. They quickly looked out for them. But we asked for something as as as, as a, a American African, mm-hmm. and it's a problem. And we see, don't have that much. And that, that, that firmly states to me that we need to get the hell out of here. There's... To me, bumping our heads against this damn wall to make these mothers do right, act right, and be right is ludicrous. It's it's insanity. It's to doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We've been doing this for decades. We've been begging and pleading for decades. The bottom line for us is to embrace who we are, eliminate this ignorance from our minds, and come together and to do for ourselves pull our resources and do for ourselves. I agree with reparations, but I don't agree with reparations. And I, I understand that there, there's been some families that have been in poverty for decades, for generations. They've been in poverty for a while, and I feel for them. But this reparations issue for African people is to repair us as a people. In fact, that's the new word of reparations is repair. And that means we get money to build our schools that no one can dictate to us what we teach and what we do. We get money to uh, uh, educate us, to prepare us, to rule our world, to be masters of who we are. And it's not going to happen here. So when you're giving us reparations, in fact, I look at it this way, Brother Irv. To me, it is a global challenge to Europeans, uh, uh, Arabs and so forth, who all have destroyed us at periods of time that we demanding reparations globally, taking our case to the world court, and if they don't want to hear it to hell with them, we're going to do it and we're going to demand reparations because why? We're going to take the continent back, and the continent has all of the resources that everybody wants. And so if you want to deal with us, you'll deal with us in a fair manner. You'll deal with us in a fair manner, and that's the right thing to do. That is the right thing to do. It is truly for our salvation and our existence. It's the only thing to do. It's the That's only correct. thing to do. There you know, is no other option. There is. There is no other option. There we, is. There is no, you can't. You can't marry white women. You can't move in their neighborhoods. You, you can't have these little children. Uh, the whole NBA looks like uh like all the NBA stars was having sex with white women because all the NBA now yeah. are like. And yeah. you and I looked at that the other day. I said, "Why are there so many light skinned Tatum's and Booker's and Car- yeah. why are they light skinned?" Yeah. I said, "Because they were funneling these white women into these colleges so that these black men could, these black boys could marry these white girls. Mm-hmm. And the first thing a white girl does is get pregnant because now she oh, got yeah. eighteen years of right. Of that, she got money coming. She got Come money, and she got serious money coming. It's the same thing oh, with yeah. Wambanyama. Wambanyama is the a number one draft choice out of France. His father's African. I'm not sure uh, what type of African he's from. I and mean, he's African, which is a, it doesn't make any difference. But yeah. and, and, and his mama is, is French, you know. And so that's why he looks the way he looks. But he is a talent. There's no doubt about that, you know. And the same thing oh, that yeah. happened with uh, um, Anatokoupo. 
He should continue his calling him the the Greek freak because he was born. He was born in Greece, but his mother and father are Nigerian. They're Africans. They they left Nigeria and went to Greece and were doing things on the... You know, there's a Disney movie about it. It's kind of, you know, decent, you know. But the bottom line is, later on, as he began to develop, I don't want to be called the Greek freak no more. I am Nigerian. And so you haven't heard that term in quite a while, except for a few people like Stephen Dan A. Smith. You know, oh, still causing, yeah, his ass. But that's he identifies. Because why? You can have a cat can have kittens in an oven, but that don't make them biscuits. You can have a child here. That's Malcolm, brother. We're gonna be talking about Malcolm on Friday. But that's a good one, because it's real. It's real. They're, they're not Greek. They're still African. The same thing. That's why That's why I, I heard this term. I heard the, oh, I got another caller. Take you in a minute, sister. I uh, heard this term, uh, 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 black Africans. No, they're not black. There are no black Africans. There are Africans. African, period. Trying to add something to it. Trying to put something on it. But see, what happened is this, Er. Right. What happened is this, that you had other cultures moving into Africa and then claiming to be African. You had Koreans. You had others who said, I'm yeah. African. You had, you, you had Africana. Right. Africana. In, in, in South what? Africa. In South Africa. None of them are Africans. What is your human origin? What is your people's origin? If your people's origin is Korea, you're Korean. If your people's origins is in Holland or Dutch or England or France, you're that. You're not African. Only right. Africans is us. Even though That's I'm here right. in America, I consider myself an American African. That's Africa right. That's is a right. noun that it describes a person, place, a thing. Everything else is irrelevant. Let me let me take this sister's Go call. Go ahead, big brother. Go. <laughs> I know, I man. You. I love it. Sister Ibea. <laughs> sister Ibea, how you doing, dear? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I'm saying Abitha Vahodier. Abitha Vahodier. And I'm enjoying your program. Uh, very empowering. Thank uh, you. We missed you while you were gone, but I want to I'm going to give a shout out to Brother Herb. Thank you. And he had a very revolutionary message. And what I really loved about it, the optimism and the belief he had in our people, our victory, and that we are good, strong people and we're going to win. That sister, uh, Akima, the doctor, Mm-hmm. She is so powerful. She Thank is. You for sharing with us and enlightenment. And then, like what Brother Herb was saying, this is like a call to action. So, it is a call to action. And action is powerful, and that's what we can do. And so, I I, uh, I, I support what you're saying about uh, us going to Africa and claiming our country, our land, and our people. And I believe in that. And that's true. And I also believe we can do both, too, because I believe we should stand up and demand a fight for reparations. Her call for reparations, I, I think it is, it is, it is, uh, it's something that is that we deserve, and it's something that is a powerful movement. Well, it's um, justice. It's part of it's part said, of being uh, just. It's it's justice. It's righteous. You know, uh, yeah, we it's are justice. such a tremendous. It is. And so, I agree. Yeah, and so I and I think that we should come together. Now she called out Al Sharpton. And I know uh, there's a lot of negative comments about Al Sharpton, and I don't agree with a lot of stuff he does. But he has been uh, supporting reparations. Mm. 
I mean, he's he, he's calling and, and uh, calling for it and, and standing up for it and, and working with, with the other people that this uh, the the black Democrats or whatever their um, actions that they're uh, putting forth. Okay. So I say, you know, because there's a lot of criticism of what people are doing, but I think that I think this is something that we should all unify together and have that demand and and. and uh, Support. There's different uh, ways and different, um, you know, methodologies that we need to employ. But I think we should all be uni- unified in that call. I say, I agree. Thank you, my sister. I say, I say, I say. And we got some powerful Africans. I, you know, people talk about the leaders. Black women are they? We very powerful. That that's out there. Team, look at look at Mama Marimba. I need. Yeah. Queen Mother. Yeah. Mother. Yeah, you know, I agree. And they put reparations and just for the liberation of our people. All right. Thank you, my sister. I say. Six, four, six, six, four, six. Good afternoon. Yeah. Oh, see, I was just able to tone back in, man. I got a call. Um, What, what, what was the second half of the show about? Uh, Pretty much the, like the first half. Uh, we had the uh, presentation by Dr. that I played from. Uh, times before, but the uh, the last address was Dr. Arkena uh, Chichambori uh, doing a presentation at NAN with, uh, for uh, at NAN conference. You know, yeah, Dr. Perm Daddy's at, conference. Yep, Perm Daddy's conference. Yes, it is. Whoa. Yeah. What was, what was she talking about? Well, she was talking about how they have messed up our minds, how the European and the Berlin conference and so forth, and that. Uh, we must fight for reparations, you know. Okay. Yeah. Did he say anything about um, the homosexual monkey man no. twisted sister? No, she did agenda? not. No, she did not. Oh, because you know, you know, they really pushing that over in certain parts of sure it is. Africa sure it that, is. that are against it. And I always say, why doesn't a sovereign nation have the right to? Um, express how they want to deal culturally with their people. If they don't want that filth, well, the as bottom part line is culture, the bottom line is I huh? got I got I got funds. I got funds. You want you you need okay. funds. You need funds. But in order right. for you to get these funds, I need you in this to open up to LGBTQRFTUZ. I need but you can to I ask do you that. This question right sure, here? of course. Can can because I'm not sure. Is Russia and China pushing that monkey man twisted system? No, no, they're not. African continent? No, they're not. So, so that's probably one of the, also one of the reasons why they're dealing with China. Yeah. Because the reality is, if if you're gonna allow a country to express themselves culturally without pushing that filth on them, then you have a choice. And when you have choices, you make choices. And it seems as though the African nations are owning up and doing things a little different. But the thing is, what what gets them is their negotiation skills are trash. That's the problem with yeah. Africa. Well, well, Africa's well, well, see, the problem is, the problem is, no, see, trash. let me say it this huh? way. Let me say it this way. The real problem with Africa, you have 54 countries who have been led to believe that they are sovereign nations, which is bull. They're still controlled, many of them, many of them, controlled by Europeans 
and they're still imposed upon by Arabs. So the bottom line is they don't speak, and they don't speak, unfortunately, with, with one voice. And many of the leaders are trained in Europe and in America. So they speak on behalf of colonizers. They speak on behalf of those who, who have done so much wrong to them. And some of them, uh, particularly in the French and some of them in the English, English uh, colonizing uh, countries, they, they have serious problems of saying anything. They go along to get along, you know. And, and that's true, but the, but the reality is, O.C., and what you're saying is true, the negotiation skills of their leaders is trash. You know, I mean, come on, man. You're making deals and agreeing to deals that you have no business making. And the thing is, it's because your skill set is is not up to standard and up to par. You know, I always listen how people talk about certain individuals and, you know, what they do. But when you look at their negotiating skills and how they move forward with their platforms and their agenda, some of them are pretty smart. Because I'll say this, I have issues with Roland Martin, but his media savvy, as far as business go, is par excellence. I agree. It's just like when you. I agree. It's just like when you when you deal, and think about this: all of these like vices and all these other media platforms are going for out of business and going bankrupt. And to see what Roland has built and what he's building. Yo, man, you got to take your head off to that dude. And when you look, listen to him break down the whole advertisement and media and all of that, hey, it is what it is. So what these boulets? The fact of the matter is the man knows media business better than most. And what he's doing is absolutely phenomenal. And, and, and a lot of the criticism is based upon what he's using his platform that's the same. That, that's the same. Push him forward. That's, that's the same. All. That's the same that could be said of Byron Allen, you know, and what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, you know, in fact, yeah. I think they're collaborating the to help by No, no, no. The difference between Roland and 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 Byron Allen is Byron Allen used black people for his own gain. He don't use it for the gain of the community, because if you look at his product. Ain't none of his product worth a damn. Ain't none of his problem product worth a damn. Let's call it what it is. His pro- his product is basically about revenue, creating revenue. Let's call it let's call it what he is. He uses black people. He manipulates black people for his own financial gain. And when it's all said and done, it's going to a white bitch and his mutant <laughs> kids. That's just the fact okay. that doesn't matter. He ain't got right, a black Jay. white. Right. Okay. I right. just gotta call it what it is. I agree. I gotta say I, I gotta say, Rolling doing it for black folks. I mean they make they boulet and all of that, but they black folks. So okay. you know, I know you gotta go. Have a good day, brother. All right, my brother, peace to you. Thank you so much, family, for listening, for calling in. This Friday we're gonna pay honor and and, and pay tribute to Brother Omar Wally, Ilhaj, 
Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X, on his birthday. 90-something years old, maybe 92 or 4 years old he would have been. But we'll, we'll deal with that on Friday. Please listen. Please contribute. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. And this program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do it out, and they sure the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotel, that means go in peace. Asante Sana, that means thank you. Habibi Fahadieh, Bifahadieh means our victorious destiny and family. We will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful day and be safe. See you on Friday. Peace.